Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale! Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Recordings in progress Beautiful uh, And that brings us to the beginning of a brand new, fresh <laughs> episode Freshly baked, just taken out of the oven Can you smell that? Oh, it's, Man, that is that, the, smells like that the is wolf. the indescribable freshly baked smell of another wolf and owl. The I tell you, beautiful stench of the wolf and yes, owl. Yes, I, I was about to exactly say freshly baked as in bread, and not freshly baked as in the turd we're about to lay out <laughs> of direction-free chat. How are you? Very well, mate. Very well. Yeah, good, good, good. Mm. I'm wearing this top's a bit booby. Well, it's. Um, you know, I imagine that you're going through the same issue as I am, which is you've lost a bit of weight. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out what T-shirt size now fits you. And when I say fits you, what I mean is, you know, you will have been, uh, I, I mean, imagine you're of the same school as me, uh, which is when you're feeling a bit bigger, you buy the biggest smock-like T-shirt you possibly yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. hope to, to, to disguise, but what you discover is any kind of wind, or if you're walking forward in any way, the T-shirt sort of pushes against your body and, if anything, kind of accentuates the curves that you were trying to mask with a large, large T-shirt. I, I and, then, and, then what, and then what happens is, well, look, the, the other thing that happens is, is you lose a bit of weight and then you go way too far the other way and you buy a T-shirt that's a bit snugger and then you go to reach to pick up something and you see a little overhang stomach kind of tucking out the bottom or your, I mean, or your uh, butt comes out the back because it's a bit too sh- my, my, I struggle with the length is, is something that I really struggle with yeah with a t-shirt um, but the, I also yeah. I you know that thing where I like you know when you watch some people and they've got pecs but I, I find it really hard to distinguish between pecs and moobs sometimes like well, what? I think uh, the, the general rule is uh, if it's on someone else, it's probably pecs. If it's on you and me, it's moves. <laughs> that, that would be that would be my kind of general when, rule. When I time. look like, I, but also, do you ever put on a t-shirt and think that looks good? That that feels I, like today. I, I genuinely put look, look to this one in the mirror and thought, oh, this looks all right. And then I'm now in a situation where I'm like leaning forward because if I lean back, it feels that I'm sort of, you know, I'm giving you a bit of a display. There's a sort of bit of a... 
what she is like a sort of more yeah hold on let, sorry lean back a second let me just have a look at this okay I mean first of all you would never sit like that I mean you're <laughs> sitting back like I'm about to give you a fucking lap dance <laughs> That's such a but, weird way of sitting, isn't it? Like, that is the only time you'd sit like that. Yeah, I don't even know why your chair's like that. By the way, you look like a fine figure of a man, so you've got nothing to worry about. Um, this chair is insane. It's still so squeaky. I thought I'd done the squeak, dealt with the squeakiness, but it still squeaks mm. so much. Yeah, it's it's a it's as much of a feature of our podcast episodes <laughs> as we are, actually. What what I, I had a thing where um and by the way, we did get an email. I'm not going to read it out, but we did get an email about us being, again, this is like a broken record, this, about us being too harsh on ourselves. So when the reason I mention it is that whenever I start to go into this, I start to get nervous. This yeah, is but also, like, I, This I, is self-flagellation. Yeah, but also that is just us. I, I don't think it's yeah, a fair representation. Like, it, just, for, just to clarify, it isn't a matter that 90% of our, our conversations, whether text or phone calls, are self-deprecating. There's not, yeah, no. it's, it's, inc- it's incredible that this friendship feels as uplifting as it does, bearing in mind that we're constantly just getting in touch to put the boot in on ourselves. Whether that's professionally or privately or physically or whatever. Well, I mean, I don't, I, I can't think of the last time I texted you and it wasn't fucking hell for an absolute yeah, but you know what? Off what, what I love about the friendship is this. When you do text me such things or, or I text you such things, uh, the other one up, lifts up the other one. And it's a nice... Mm. Well, well, I, look, I want to I give you a shout out now. You, you can stop doing the hand thing, I get it. So uh, I want to give you a shout out now because... I've been. I'm doing previews at the moment, and uh, I'm not worried about it. But let's just say I'm in the phase where you have to. Every tour, and you're on your first tour now. So, yeah. you, but you will have gone through this now. But every tour has this phase of like it can be like one a month or a couple of months where you just think this show ain't going to happen, man. This is this ain't coming together. Like you know, you're working at it, and you realise that it depend. It really does hinge on the next few months as to how good the show is. Anyway, I'm going through that at the moment, which essentially looks like uh, me moaning to my friends and wife about the fact that I need to pull the tour or whatever. I mean, exaggerating slightly. You've been amazing, man. So thank you so much. You know, to to get some support from somebody uh, saying that the show will be fine, from somebody that hasn't seen the show and has no idea how much of a crisis it's in, uh, I, I, I'm going to come and watch the preview, and I, I, but also it's no, just, don't watch a preview. Do you know, why are you coming to watch a preview? But I, I also it's the same advice that you gave me, right? I will say as well, by the way, that doesn't end. Like I, I did gigged in Crawley on Saturday, right? Yeah, and I had a very mild panic attack before going on stage. Is that genuinely? Yeah, yeah, man. Like yeah, I, I was, you know what it was, right? I got a li- uh, like a, a, a massive amount of Facebook and messages which always signals there from people you know like you know on my facebook my personal account rather than my public one and instagram of people that i'd grown up with or i'd known or i'd worked with who had brought tickets to come and see the show yeah and all instantly the feeling of absolute terror of like i don't know like people who went gone to school with and and the feeling of judgment or feeling of like the pressure of that literally kicked me into I'd say the first 10 minutes of that Crawley gig felt like the first time I'd ever done stand-up right you know like when you're stuttering over lines <laughs> like, mm. like you I literally had like cotton mouth for the first line, line line stutter is one of the worst things and it can affect you as, as I mean I'm starting to get it now weirdly as I'm talking about it I feel like I'm cursing myself but um it can affect you at any moment. It's like it can be like maybe one of the venue staff says something 
that makes you think they don't like you. And oh, then no. suddenly you're in, you're in your head about it. Or somebody beforehand says, oh, I saw the show. Or, or I've, I've heard a friend of mine came to watch you. And they, yeah, they said it was good. Like that, even that's supposed to be a compliment. But with, with the brains that we've got, you managed to go, okay, so they sort of said it was good. They sort of threw that comment away. This isn't good. And I'm about to go on stage in 20 minutes. I mean, it's the the fragility of it. Is that, it's actually embarrassing, the level of narcissism. Right. Like, I don't know what anybody can say to me to put me in a good frame. I just, it's awful, man. It's like this, the anxiety is so it's, bad. Like, it's an insane thing of like the actual feeling of like, and the relief of getting it done. It felt like, you know, like I, I can imagine when people come down from a mountain and they've climbed it and then they, like, I just, and then if everyone was just texting, saying, do you, do you want to come to the pub? Come meet in the pub. Like, loads of these people that I'd sort of not seen for years all went to, is it called the Charcoal Burner? Crawley? Oh, my God, yeah. Is that where they're inviting you? That's, that's a, yeah, that's where they all went after the gig. The Charcoal Burner? Yeah. Okay, well, that gives me an insight into the sort of people that come and watch you, mate. <laughs> what's wrong with the Charcoal? I didn't go, but what's, what's the Charcoal? There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. <laughs> You're having the same yeah. reaction, your mum's reaction to the fact, because your mum came to watch my show. Yeah, um, listen, I'd love to talk to you about this. Um, what happened? So because mu- I didn't even I didn't even know that my mum was coming to watch it. I didn't know she was coming. Right. She brought a ticket. Well, that's more than she does for my fucking shows. So she... Okay, so go, what happened? So, so Dinesh was supporting me, sweet, sweet Dinesh. Um, yeah. And uh, he told me he had a couple of people in that... Um, uh, f- sort of watching the show, which made him, me even more tense because um, I thought I, yeah. I, if I let down both my friends and his friends, it's going to be a real dire situation. And I should say, mm. uh, Dinesh absolutely fucking smashed his 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 opening, the, the opening of the show, for me to then yeah. sort of came up, come on and sort of real like nosedive the plane. It was like the um, you know, like in a plane, like the uh, the second pilot was sort of doing really well, and then I took over the wheel and fucking everyone literally sort of drove us right through a load of turbulation and shit. Um, Anyhow, um, I mean, I, I'm, there's about eight things that you got wrong there, but I can't remember to <laughs> fit them all up. But anyway, carry on. Anyway, after the show, dinner, said, I've got a surprise for you. My mum's here. Um, <laughs> it's not the, I wouldn't say it's the most incredible surprise. Don't get me wrong, I love my mum. But um, listen, and I love your parents because mainly because they brought you into the world. But if you said to me, surprise, my mum and dad are here after a show, I, d- I don't know. No, but dinner, she was very excited, the fact that she was there. Um, yeah. So she came backstage. Uh, we had a little gossip and a chat. Um, she was she's very very funny, Mum. I've got to say, I, I, I very much enjoy her company. Mm, that's what social media is saying. Yeah. <laughs> so what did she say to you? So, well, firstly, she was actually very complimentary about yourself and me when we're picking ourselves up. She said we both looked we're, we're looking well. She was, she showed me some of the exercises you've been doing. Um, what in my dressing room? Which is quite, it was quite a strange thing. She uh, showed you some of the exercises I've been doing. Yeah, like this weird sort of yogury sort of like no, no, stretchy no, stuff. No, 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 no. no, no. Ask Dinesh. No, uh, yeah, fine. I'm not denying that she showed you that. What I'm, what, what that is, is, is we've got a, obviously got a family WhatsApp group. And my mum goes on TikTok and YouTube or whatever. Yeah. And then whenever she finds like a yoga thing or a thing where you've got a, she she just sends these like really weird remedies. So like, you know, she'll send me this video of an Indian guy saying that you need to rub turmeric into your nuts or something, and that'll <laughs> enable you to maintain fine erections for the. Is this sort of stuff she sends? Oh, you know, you've got to gargle with onion water every morning. 
Because onion water? Clear, is that a thing? I'm just, this, I don't, I've just made it up, but it's the sort of thing that she sends. And then she, uh, for some reason... You've got to be really careful, by the way, when you're peddling stuff like this. What do you mean? Well, genuinely, I'm intrigued by onion water now. So... Tom, I've literally, I've just made it yeah, up. Yeah, but you, you've got to say, you've got to say, put a disclaimer at the top of it, because next thing you know, me and you are going out for, like, a chat and whatever, we're having a, like, catching up, and then I sort of lean over to you and say something, like, tell you a secret, whisper it into your ear, and you say, you're oh, fucking hell, your breath stinks of onions. And I'm, well, I've been swigging my mouth out of onion water every morning. Well, I can't, I'm struggling to find a difference from when I normally make <laughs> up with you, Tom, so. Yeah, so, um, yeah, she, so, so she, anyway, that, the point I'm trying to make is she sends loads of those kind of remedies and um, she assumes that we're doing them, but we're not. Oh, well, um, well, so, so when she showed you these exercises, that would be exercises that she sent us and assumed that we've now made them part of our daily ritual alongside onion water and turmeric nuts. Yeah. No, well, she was. She'd be upset, I think, because she was really excited. She was really, really, actually, very complimentary about you. Less so about dinner. She kept on saying, "Because I brought, because it was dinner. It was at Crawley, and it was dinner. She's, it was a home crowd." So, I said at the end, I got a dinner to come on the stage at the end of the show. Um, yeah, uh, which is a lovely moment for both of us. We embraced. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I would do is remind you of the fact that these people have just come out for an evening. It's not as monumental for them as it is for you. Yeah. No. So try, try, what I would say is try not to make it about yourself too much. No, no. I feel like you were you were skirting on the edges of there. No, 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 no. I'm when, when, I saw, when I saw that when I saw that photo, in my head it was just like you at the end of the show going, "Well, that's the show. It's been a hell of a ride." And honestly, Crawley, first ten minutes, I had some real proper cotton mouth going on. But you know what? The love and the support of the good people of Crawley Town really carried me you through You know what, show. This, I'm going to jump Listen, in can here. I, can I take this? Did you have this someone in at the show? Because <laughs> that isn't far away from what I said at the end. <laughs> and, then, and then, listen. So look, I get very uh, look, humbled at the end of a show. I feel like... Yeah, yeah. So, look, can I just say in this moment, it's look, I didn't know if I was going to go on tour. I'm an actor by trade. And... You know, I, I've scrambled a show together oh, and man. I just thought to myself, I hope I hope that this is good enough for the, the good people of the UK to enjoy it. You know, it's nice like tonight that make me really glad that I've gone know, through that, that I process. Like, do you know, that's oft, not often <laughs> I feel the creeping of shame flow through my blood. <laughs> but that's how I... Like, that's essentially... And while, and while, while I'm over here, I think uh, it's worth taking the opportunity to, to bring out one of your own very own sons. Because Dinesh, Dinesh has someone told you that I said that? No, I'm just, I'm just imagining what you would have said at the end. I, I, I essentially at the end said, "Look, it would be uh, admiss of me not to bring on one of my favourite people and also one of your favourite sons, ladies and gentlemen, Dinesh Nathan." And your brother awkwardly came on, and, and then we embraced for a hug. And then your mum's joke was, "Dinesh looked like a little boy in your arms." Okay, well, it's, it's sort of insulting to both of you that. Um, <laughs> I would have gone for sort of the rabbit in Lenny's arms at the end of Mice and Milk. But look, we've all got we've got our own jokes to make, haven't uh, we? Your mum was hor horrified, though, and terrified for me when I said that I might go to the charcoal burner. She said not to go there. Did she? Yeah, she said don't go to the charcoal burner. Mm. There's nothing wrong with the charcoal burner. It's just, um, yeah, it's fine. So, you know, I, I, look, I would say that that would have probably been my reaction to 90% of the pubs you could have mentioned in Crawley, to be honest with me.
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where is Killing Crawley, though? I don't know. I mean, look, basically all of Crawley's bars are kind of named in the way that you would sort of... It's Crawley's very South London. I don't know if that's... Yeah. That sort of... Even though it isn't in South London, it's got a South London right, vibe. But, so, for example... Yeah, intrigue and For example, yeah, everyone goes to the, the Jubilee Oak. I mean, it's a pub in town, and then afterwards, a lot of people go to Octopus Bar. Octopus uh, Bar, go, yeah. That's Which is the one Octopus. that you go to that you fall over and get drunk in and stuff? That's Medusa's. First of all, that's not what I do there. I, I happen to have fallen over three times in there, but that's not. That isn't what I do there. But I have fallen over. By the way, I fell over. I think eighteen months ago. My elbow's still not right. Well, you might have tennis elbow. Well, I don't. I, I really don't want to be the guy that's got tennis elbow from falling over in Medusa's. <laughs> no, but that, that could be what it is. If your elbow's still bad, you need to get it looked at. Because, you know well, what, okay, if that was... Like it's too late. It might be just something I live with now. Yeah, but if that was other bits of your body... The elbow's out of all your body, one of the bits you just don't fucking show enough respect. No one does. And it's actually one of the most important bits of your body. <sighs> like, I, I feel like, honestly... I, I don't. You're like a fucking shock jock. Do you know what I mean? I can't figure out if you're angling for a job on Talk Sport or GB News, but like you just say the stuff that I know you don't believe. No, no, I just, mate. The el the elbow is one of the most. What is it you said? The one of the most disrespected or ignored parts. <laughs> the of elbow the body. genuinely is, mate. The elbow. Like when you look at the elbow, how often do you talk about your elbow? How often do I talk about any of my body parts? Very rarely. I bet I, I, I know at least ten times I can tell you I've heard you talking about your knees or your legs, right? Or your arms looking sick, right? Oh my god! <laughs> right, but your elbows. Are but, but, but by the way, before we carry on, I've never ever said the words "my arms are looking sick" or anything <laughs> like that. So I just want to. Right. I just got slightly nervous that people are going to think that's actually real. Right, but your elbows are literally doing all the heavy lifting, right? Mm. And you never ever turn around and go, "Fucking hell, nice one today, mate!" Like, give your elbows a little. Like people always go pat on the back. No one ever goes, I'll oh, pat on the elbow. The elbows are really... When people, say, when, they, when, pe Tom, when people say pat on the back, that is a pat to congratulate the person. It's not to congratulate the spine itself. 
for doing a good day's work. Yeah, but this is a trouble somebody with goes, give yourself a, when somebody says give yourself a pat on the back, they're not going, give yourself a pat on the back. He's held you up really well today, hasn't it? Yeah, what but they you know mean what? is Actually, you've done at a the good... end of the day, it would be nice to actually just almost have a little check-in with all of your body, elbows, back, uh, legs, knees, feet, you know, sort of core. You run out. Have you run out? <laughs> Neck. Um, you're actually you're actually not that. F- I mean, that's what you do when you meditate, isn't it? You know, when you do this Headspace app, so yeah. got, they don't go thank they don't go thank your body. Yeah, but I think but like you, you, are- you should be more thankful of it. I said this the other week, and it still blows my mind that your skin is fucking breathing all the time, mate. Right, Tom. Everybody knows this. What? What? Like, why are you saying it? Like, this is like a theory that you're putting forward. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's insane, right? And actually, your body's doing all this work. And actually, you, know, you do you know what? The other day, you, you get served the coffee, and you go, "Oh, thanks, mate. Cheers." Yeah. Right. You never, it's, but your body's keeping you alive and doing all this fucking amazing yeah, yeah. work. Yeah, because your body is you. Well, it's not you. I mean, listen, I don't want to get involved in a chat about the the spirit or whatever. It's far too early in the morning for that. But I, I'm thanking the person for bringing me a coffee because that's a person. Yeah. Yeah, but your body is doing well, so are, much. Do you, are you, do you thank your air fryer? No, I mean sometimes. No, sometimes I will turn around and go, "Oh, like fucking, I'm so glad we got this. Nice one, mate. Nice one, mate." You say to the air. <laughs> I'll say that to inanimate objects in the same way I get annoyed with inanimate objects. Right. Yeah. Do you know what? I realised I was trying to enter into a logical conversation. For a moment, I forgot I was talking to Tom Davis. So you no. thank you. You thank your air fryer. I'll go. That's blinding. Nice one, mate. Like that. In the same way that to your air fryer one... out loud. Yeah, okay, nice one, nice one, mate. Like in the same you way, you got nice one, mate, to your air fryer. Yeah, you, 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 I'm not in front of Catherine, but if I'm on my own and I'm cooking, no, thank God, by the way. Right, but in the same way that last night, my TV, I couldn't get onto the Wi-Fi on my, t- my TV, just fucking, I couldn't get onto any channels and any of the smart TV apps. I was like, why are you fucking doing this to me? Mm, do you know what? It's actually been a bit of an eye opener this for me uh, because I only ever negatively talk to inanimate objects, and maybe that's partly why they always go wrong for me. I, I think you... I, 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 I'm always very quick to criticise when they go. Like I would say this sometimes when we try to log on to this podcast, and my laptop's playing up. I go, "This fucking laptop." Yeah, can't believe. It. But today it was as smooth as a baby's bottom. Have I thanked the laptop? No, no, and actually. Maybe, you know, the same way that people talk to plants. I mean, I know plants are alive. It's slightly different. But you're charging them up with a positive energy. Maybe I need to be... But that's that's the other oh, thing God, about I can't life. even be bothered to finish a sentence. If you bring in positivity, right? I've been listening a lot. lot and I, sometimes I think he's a bit of a helmet. But Matthew McConaughey, and he actually says some great stuff. My fucking God. Look, look, we need to give this guy an animal name. He appears on this podcast so much. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. You didn't even say, you need to say the name. <laughs> I know that's who you're listening to. So what did Matthew McConaughey say? He says about being more thankful, and he also says, which is I find very interesting, is how to get back. Like, at the moment, right, Grace is intrigued by everything, right? Grace will see flowers and just lose her mind. Do you know what I mean? Like, everything is, like, new, and it's, like, the first experience of stuff. It, uh, like, I, I'm so envious of that. Like, it's, it's wonder in everything she sees, right? Where we don't have that. Like, it, 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 like now it's, like, even, like, with you, right? You sort of like go through life, you know. I don't know. You have like a butter bean casserole. You won't thank the butter beans or like fucking like oh, every bite of this is incredible. You might say oh, that was a nice meal, but you won't. You won't go. Christ! Like someone planted these butter beans and they got themselves out of the dirt to get here into this meal with this stew, and everything's fucking amazing. 
So you honestly, you think my main staple diet is butter bean stew? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> what I'm saying is, when you have like I don't know butter bean stew or like I don't know an aubergine casserole, right? <sighs> is I, 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 do you know what? I can't even tell you the last time I had a stew or a casserole. Really? Yeah. What do you? I, I, this is the trouble, right? Is if I was a vegan, I'd live off stews and casseroles. That's all I'd eat. Well, God help Catherine. <laughs> but like, what? What? No, but seriously, what? Do you not have them? Oh, actually, by the way, my mum's uh, my mum uh, called me the other day yeah. and said she, uh, she was going to make a rubbish uh, dinner. Um, so we turn up at her house and she made this amazing lentil pie. And she kept all she said through the whole thing. It's like, oh, she started to sort of like talk about situations in which she would be able to make you this pie. So you're not the only member of the family that is, is offensive to me then. <laughs> What? what? Why? Why is a romish dinner a lentil pie? A lentil and sweet potato pie. It's very nice because it's vegan. Right? Is it vegan? Though? Yeah, it was vegan. Yeah, vegan pastry, everything. It had vegan pastry. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you. Like, Catherine would quantify this, right? Or qualify it, right? <laughs> my through that, it got to the point. My dad said, "I don't know when romish will ever come around here." Like, my mum was. My mum was actually just like, "Well, you could take him the pie or." If Ramesh and Lisa came around to your sort of house and said there's a bone contention there, chill out. Um, <laughs> but she was like, I could come around with the pie, drop it off. And then I was like, well, yeah, but it would be weird if you dropped it off. And Ramesh, I know what Ramesh is like. Oh, why is she not staying? Don't you let your mum stay for tea? And then I was like, all right, cool, right. Yeah, you'd have to come. Well, I mean, the idea that I would describe it as tea. <laughs> uh, by the way, I just want to do something. Lisa? Yeah. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm just doing that to prove to people that listen to the podcast that she does respond to me on occasion. Oh, really? We've got a few, we've got a few emails about uh, Lisa Gate, where I was... I don't know if you remember, it was the exact same location. Sorry. Can you hear that? She's deodorising herself. <laughs> what deodorant does she use? What deodorant do you use, Tom's asking? It's sure 72 hours. It's sure 72 hours, which roughly chimes in with how frequently she washes. <laughs> so... Do you know that there's a real lot of people now, going back to the body and how incredible it is, a lot of people are saying no to deodorant and using lemons. <sighs> Serious? I, I think I've heard this. So you, you get a half a lemon and you squeeze it into your armpit. Yeah. And it stops, mm. apparently. Do you do that? No, I mean, I like the smell of deodorant, but actually deodorant and aftershave is really bad for you. How is aftershave bad for you? Because it's a chemical that's going into your skin. Right. And when it goes into your skin, it actually is a toxin. It's the same as wearing all these clothes we wear. I mean, uh, is there fucking anything we can do now? So, like, like, I mean, what the fuck? Uh, uh, genuinely, th th there is evidence to suggest that everything we do is bad for us. You're probably going to... There's probably an article somewhere about how wearing T-shirts is bad for us. It is, mate. Whatever. It like, is really bad for you. Oh, my God. Like, like genuinely... Right, but Right. So what do we do? What, what are we doing now? Are we just are we just moving back to we're moving back to caveman times? Are we? We just walk around butt naked with no idea. No, I don't think I don't think we'll go back to being butt naked because I don't think that's ethical no. now. Like I don't think you can start peddling that fantasy, right? But <laughs> I will say this. Do you know how difficult it is to have a conversation with you sometimes? I'm obviously just deliberately kind of exaggerating the situation. You've taken it literally like a fucking terrible comedy audience member. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've gone to you, we're going to end up to caveman's house, walk around, but no, well, I don't, listen, mate, to be honest, I think it's very unlikely we'll get back to I know, I know. I'm using it as an extreme example. No, I, no, I realise that you might have been like fantasising and going a little bit like deeper than you usually would. My point is this, mm. Ramesh, right? 
we will have to at some point like organic cottons and organics and like at the moment like, this is I'm I'm probably worse than you I'm wearing like a really synthetic top mm. and that plastic and stuff that's in this is going into my body how is it going into your body, your body uh, this is what I mean like you basically I tell you your body breathes right and you're like oh everyone knows that everyone knows that but what you don't know is your body's sucking in all the stuff that's on your body. Tom, Tom, I'm talking to somebody who two weeks ago didn't know that maggots became flies. So don't start fucking coming on here like you're fucking Stephen Hawking's Cox. And you know all this shit, yeah? <laughs> My point is this, right? Everything you put on your body is going into your body. Right. So you've got... Well, I mean, I buy, I buy that for aftershave and deodorant obviously because you're spraying it directly onto your pores i'm just I, what i'm saying is i've got a slight disconnect from believing that my t-shirt is gradually entering my body yeah mate, the, the, point the, 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 the toxins and the pores from it are going into your body the pores from my t-shirt are going into my yeah, body. yeah no no the pores of your body are sucking in the toxins they're sucking in it's the like, toxins yeah like your body is basically like you know like a big stinky old cokehead right who's just stick, sitting there just doing line after line that's what your pores are like and that's and what's it mm. snorting in Synthetics. Okay. Like, I'm not going to get across like I'm sort of some kind of mad hippie, but it is like we, we have to start looking at stuff like that. Mm. What are you like with your recycling? Well, recycling, I've sort of read, is largely pointless, isn't it? I mean, I still do it, but... This is the other thing that I mean, like, blows my mind, what? right? Is, what? is it pointless? Is it Because otherwise, it, it's such a fucking hassle to, like... Well, uh, look... Full disclaimer, because people get very passionate about this, as I discovered when I talked about envi the environment in my last tour show. But my understanding is, unless you really rinse it and sort it properly, it's unlikely to make it into the recycling cycle. Uh, and only a small percentage of what you recycle actually goes back into this. It, it, by the way, this is based on... I've not done any reading recently, okay? I'm just telling you. I'm not saying that you shouldn't recycle. Can I be absolutely crystal clear on this? I'm not saying you shouldn't recycle because even the percentage that does get recycled is a good thing. It's a positive thing. But I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that 20 years of recycling can be undone by one long-haul flight. So what? you're sort of fucked. Yeah, in terms of, like, the impact on the world. That is insane. I mean, I may have just made this up, but I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. It might not be 20. It's, it's a surprising number. Because, look, I, I, I rinse for recycling, right? So I'm pretty, like, I try to be pretty bang on that, right? Yeah, I re no, I remember, because you, you remember that night we went out and you had the T-shirt on? I rinse for recycling with the, with the love heart. <laughs> and I try to stay, have you got a food recycling bin? Yes. Right, so we're both in the same recycling sphere, right? Yeah. But if it's all for nothing, it's such a drag. Well, I didn't say. Hold on, hold on. Let me just. This is the this is the danger of talking about these things. I didn't say it was all for nothing. Okay, you like I said, it can be undone by a long haul flight, but you can you can carbon offset your flight. Yeah, but someone told me once it all goes on a big I, ship. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think if there are two people that have talked on a public platform about the environment, knowing less than us. <laughs> and it, I'm struggling. I'm struggling now to think about what who that might be. Yeah, but you know what? The thing about uh, it... Uh, if there's a podcast being run by two well-trained animals, then yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's essentially what this one is. Like, yeah, I, I've actually... This is, and I, I seldom say this one. Mm. I, there's some part of me that would like a uh, like an ozone expert or like a like global warmest expert to come on here and just say, look, this is what's going on here. Because I actually think it's really, really confusing. And it's so... 
this is the trouble actually with life uh, that I've realised of late is that there's so much information it's hard to know what to know, uh, know or believe. Yeah, sure. And you okay. can quote me on that. You, this really is fucking GB news, this. Uh, okay, Tom, <laughs> l- listen, we are, we're doing a podcast so these questions can be answered. So ask your three questions and I'm sure someone will answer them for you. Okay. So go, go for it. Recycling, how seriously do I need to take it? Like I'm going all in. That's, I mean, that's quite a... It's, it's quite a vague question, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going all in. I'm washing at the moment. I'm all rinsing. Right. I'm putting in my food waste, right? Yeah. Is that enough or is it too much? Okay. How seriously and, do you need to take the recycle? Okay, that's question number one. Next question, please. Uh, can we undo the bad work of the world of recycling uh, or the world before recycling with, if everyone gets on board with recycling globally or just England or, you know, but how many people basically have to recycle for us to go oh, actually, you know what, we're turning this round. It's like a bit like, you know, like Superman when he goes around the world and, like, flies backwards. I hated that. I hated that ending. What? Yeah. Man, it's one of the greatest endings to a film ever. Is it? He reverses time by making the, the, the Earth spin backwards. You like that ending? Uh, for someone who's such a nerd when it comes to, like, Back to the Future, I actually think that's almost a better way of doing it. Genuinely. What the fuck are you talking about? What well, are you he talking goes, about? They go in a car, right, they go back to the future... Yeah, and but they don't, is... they don't do that by reversing the Earth's spin. Mate, couldn't you, do you know what's harder, mate? I'm going to tell you now, I bet it's harder to build a fucking, uh, to reverse the Earth's spin than build a time machine. Yeah, I'm sure, listen, Tom, I'm not I'm not disputing the difficulty of doing it, okay? It, it, it looks looks pretty hard, even for Superman, to do that, right? My My point is, what I think would happen... You know, and listen, we have to suspend our disbelief for all of these things. You know, a DeLorean goes back in time. I was willing to do that for Back to the Future, right? Right. The, the problem is, is whether your suspension of disbelief can can overcome your just general instincts. And my general instinct is, if you flew, if Superman flew around the Earth backwards and reversed the spin of the Earth, rather than time reversing and the water going back into, what I suspect would happen would be fucking carnage. I, I think Superman would return to the Earth thing to find millions dead as a direct result of his actions is, is what I actually think would happen. So, and I, and that would the, be, the, the, be like my, a lot my, worse end to the film. It'd be a it? very dark ending. Yeah. I think Henry Cavill would be probably very good at nailing that ending, but I, I actually, I actually remember thinking that as a child, that's my problem. You know, like we, you often watch children's films and then you grow up and I know you're going to do a nerdy voice where everyone, I'm at a party or something watching Superman. I know what you're going to do. I can write the sketch for you if you like. We're at a party. Everyone's having a good time. They're enjoying the end of Superman. Then I'm going, actually, I don't think that flying backwards around the earth would reverse time like that. And so they go, shut up, Romesh, you fucking nerd. No, I don't think that's very good. I'm just trying to point out the scientific disparities in the movie. Millions would be dead, though. <laughs> don't you understand, John? Than Ryan, um, <laughs> you know, Catherine can't watch any films that, like Superman or Back to the Future, or she just anything that's got that area of like disbelief or fantasy, she can't yeah. do. Yeah, I know a lot of people like that. I, I know a lot of people that they just can't even engage with anything to do with Avengers or anything like that because it's too fucking bananas. Yeah, man, but which... like, if there's any sort of like idea, like we start, you know, that uh, rom com that was on Amazon. Uh, and the guys repeating the same day over and over again. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. It's, yeah, it's I know what you're talking about, yeah. Andy Sandberg. Yeah, yeah. She watched Tri- the opening some, Something five... Island, is it? Or something like yeah. That, something... She watched yeah. like the first five minutes of it and then just went, no, nah, she's bullshit, and just got off and 
walked out. Well, Lisa was a bit like that with Game of Thrones. Like we started watching Game of Thrones, she was into it, and then as soon as dragons started turning, I was going, "What the fucking hell's going on here?" I actually for a while thought Game of Thrones was set on a real story, but then like at the olden days, and then realised it wasn't. Like the first series. At what point did you realise it wasn't? Uh, I don't know. Actually, probably about series two. Series two or yeah. three. It wasn't when you it. sort of heard about a series that was based on the fictional books. That I didn't, know, I, d- I didn't ever read that, but I, I just started watching it. Ring any alarm bells? No, I started watching it. And you thought you were watching what? A historical documentary? So you're watching it thinking you were learning. Mate, all you, all history, into... by the way, in all films is fucking greatly exaggerated or fucked about with. No one's doing it for real because it'd be so boring. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Although I'm not, I don't know if Dunkirk was that far from reality, was it? Well, Dunkirk was, yeah, but that was a very short, like you couldn't do Dunkirk as a series like that for that long. No, maybe not. I'm sure you could if you focus on what, if it was just on Harry Styles' character. <laughs> Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Do you know Harry Styles? Have you met him? No, no. I, I find the phenomenon of Harry Styles amazing. And what I mean by that is I, I'm very cynical about talent shows, as are most people, I think. Do you know what I mean? Like X Factor or whatever, Britain's Got Talent or whatever. And cynical about the process and what happens and how these people are treated and how, how it's decided who we end up you know, getting into or whatever or who becomes popular. And Harry Styles essentially is this kid, right? It was this kid who came on, just wanted to be in a boy band, and that happened with One Direction. And now he is making, whatever you think of his music, it's proper art. Like, you know, the yeah. way he dresses, the music he's making, his acting's imp- uh, amazing. And you sort of think this guy is like, he came through, the point I'm trying to make is, in a really terrible way, he came through a system that I thought was the least likely to find somebody like that. Do you know what I mean? I, I just thought be, those shows just find people who are desperate to... And nothing against them. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be famous. But people that wanted to become famous and they just want to, like, have loads of people screaming. Then, but this guy actually is making proper stuff, right? I mean, like... I think they're all quite sweet. His last album was great, right? Yeah, yeah, I quite like all the... I, I like Niall. I think Niall Horan's a nice boy. He all seems like... I mean, to be I, fair... I, that, I, he seems to be one of the like one of these guys that everybody's got nothing but good things to say about. Yeah. You know who I actually really love from The X Factor? Stacey yeah. Solomon. Yeah, everyone loves her, don't they? I think she's an absolute credit to this country, Stacey Solomon. I love that yeah. show that she does. Sort your life out. I've never watched it, actually. I, I, I didn't mean to say that in as dismissive a way as I did there. I've never watched it because I've never come across it. But I, I would have no problem with watching it. Oh, my God. Why am I talking like I'm the authority and who's all right and who's not? Can I just I say, Stacey, Stacey, in case you're worried, uh, I would 100% watch it. Why show. are you doing my voice? When I'm not you're, doing the, your voice. you're the. You, no, look, you basically went, oh, I'm not sure. Like, you're too highbrow to watch Sort Your Life Out. No, that's not. Fuck, that's exactly the point I'm trying to make. That's not what I'm saying. Because you kick off your slippers and sort of delve into pa- Panorama with your knife and fork. <laughs> sort Your well, Life well, Out. I, don't, I didn't watch Panorama last night. What was it about? Uh, it was about um, uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. 
Oh, you're fucking joking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, go on. Uh, also, who wears that shit? Abercrombie and Fitch? Yeah. It just always reminds me of that summer, that summer girl song, is it? I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Boy, it just reminds me of like that missing. sort of, I don't know, like, I think it's at the end of um, Bad Neighbours. He's working there, uh, Zac Efron. Um, there's a documentary about Abercrombie and Fitch, isn't there? Well, it's really good on Netflix. Saying, saying what a bunch of perverts they were. Yeah, didn't they like only... Impl- well, that's what this documentary on Netflix was about, about. So basically, Panorama for like two or three weeks have basically been saying like this big exclusive and Netflix have already done that thing. Hold on, is it this thing about them only like wanting, giving more shifts to like attractive... No, no, no. Yeah, but also this is... this is. I, I, I only watch the opening five minutes and I watch Married at First Sight. Cause it, I, I, can, I can imagine that. Just honestly, this is too dark for me. I need something to cleanse the old mental palate. Do you mind if we put something light and fluffy on? The thing is, sometimes you actually, like, you throw a little stick in it. It's essentially, that's exactly what I said to Catherine. I was like, I can't watch this before bed. I'll watch this tomorrow. I can't watch it before. I'll watch this tomorrow at four or five o'clock. Married at first sight, by the way. What, what, are you what? Want- are you, are you, I'm watching the Australian one, but I'm really early on in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm like so Australia. far behind. Mate, the English one at the moment, I don't know where to stand on it, if I'm honest. Uh, why? Go on, tell me. I, you know what? The trouble is, like, a lot, like, going actually almost back to the X Factor, right, and Harry Styles and, and probably Stacey, so, like, with Stacey and people like Leona, where it actually felt like it was probably a little bit more about, obviously it was always a reality show, but there was a, probably a little bit essence to and then it fell into a place where it was just about, you know, it's Jedward, and it was like, it was never really about musical acts. It was like people who could sort of get the most tweets or social media engagement, whatever. It, it, you know, and it feels now married at first sight. I question now, when I watch it all the time, I'm like, how many people are actually here for the process now and how many people are here for just fame? And it, well, and it, I actually became friends with, or I got to know a couple of the guys from Apprentice from when I did. Right. And, you know, I don't think I've talked about this, but I was involved in, I think, what many people believe to be the worst ever series of Apprentice You're Fired, where um, Jack D was hosting, and Jack D's obviously a comedy god, and I will not hear a word said against Wait, him. So you, it was you and Jack D? Together. Well, this, this is the point I'm about to make. I, 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 like, I really loved that show. Like, I used to, you know, I used to really be into it. And like, I wanted to be an Apprentice. You're fired because I love. I watched. I don't watch it yeah. as much now, now, but I did used to watch it all the time. Anyway, they made the decision to have Jack D hosting and me as the comic regular. And Jack D hosting, great. Me as the comic regular was just bad for a number of reasons. Number one. I would not describe mine and Jack D's energies as worlds apart. No. no, uh, no. Two, if you've got the choice between booking a different comic every week and having the same comic that is similar to the host every week, I think I know which option I'd rather choose. And I was fucking on it, doing it. So I, I remember just like I was doing the series and every week it went out, I'd have people just going, why the fuck is Ramesh on this? Again? I mean, it was so demoralising, man. Wow. When... It came to the end of the series. I felt like fucking old Yeller, just being taken out the back, fucking dealt with. <laughs> what series was that? Who's who won it? I can't. Even, I can't even tell you. It's like PTSD for me now. But anyway, so so we've digressed slightly. So you yeah. So anyway, sorry, sorry. So I got to know a couple of the Apprentice candidates, and uh, like kept in touch with them. And um, there are some people on The Apprentice that are just doing it because it's a TV. Op- they're not really doing it to get their business proposal. I mean, they might be. But that is a secondary concern to just starting a TV See, this, That frustrates me. Well, it's inevitable, isn't it, I guess? The, the Apprentice is, like, massive. 
So you are going to do that. And yeah, and I, I assume that's also the case for Married at First Sight. You know, you can't, the idea that these people are just doing, you know, you know, think, think to yourself this, how many of those people would be doing that if it wasn't televised? I would yeah, but, argue that but, but number is close to zero. Yeah, but there is people who've made it through and have actually, and I check in on them now and again. I, I sort of love looking at How do you check Instagram. in? And that, by the way, that's, that must be incredibly reassuring for them to know. So what do you do? I look on their Instagram and, and just make oh. sure that they're still together. Yeah. One of the one of the worst things I do, not one of the worst things, but a bad habit I've got on married at first sight is I often Google to see what's ended up happening to these people, which is bad. I never do that until the end. Yeah. Like in the Australian one. Like, uh, now, I'm watching the Australian one. I've discovered something that's really fucking rocked my world in terms of... Is it about Harrison? No, it's not about Harrison, but now I'm going to have to Google that. But, um, no, 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 he, but he's a douchebag. I mean, we talked about him like, loosely before. Yeah, he, well, look... We've been guilty of criticising people who have been heavily edited. What I would say is, so far what I've watched of Harrison, I can't imagine wanting to hang out with the guy, is what I would no. say. There's actually a worse person than Harrison, I can't remember his name, who comes, who sort of like, sort of gets him. The trouble is with it is, I so I watch it now, and, and like there's times when I'm looking at it going, I'd be really, but a lot of the men in this thing, are absolute pricks. Like, it's really hard to fight. Yeah, it's seldom do you see, a, like, just what feels like a, 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 a... Like, early on series of both the Australian and English ones, there's more people... Oh, I'll probably go for a pint with him. It feels like the air of sort of, like, misogynistic sort of, like, living or sort of, like, almost, like... You know, like, negging, which you sort of thought... I thought that was just the... Everyone had done with that. And yeah. it was like, oh, fuck, it's still very much a thing. And it, that's when I watch that show. It's sort of like, yeah, it's almost more uncomfortable than watching I don't know, other stuff. And I, like, I, I just find the fame thing. I find like people obsessed with fame. Yeah. Even like, even if you're not just, even if you're on there for for fame, at least while you're making the show, appear that you're fucking trying. You know, mm. it's yeah. people who kick off arguments for no reason, and they know that they're going to get a little bit more TV time. Yeah, but we don't know how much that's been prodded by producers, do we? Yeah, I mean that's in itself. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. It's such a difficult thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, I'd hate to think that you and I have been guilty of doing stuff that we weren't proud of because producers encouraged us to do so. Yeah. You know I, mean? I mean, to be fair, mate, every time I ever did League of Our Own Road Trip and I was oh, forced to wear, like, a fucking any lycra was that I knew that I that would be the punchline to most of the oh, jokes. Oh, mate, I know, me, me and Rob Kate, we did the ballet episode and then we came out of the, um, the dressing room and by the way, that production team were amazing. I love them. But it was so funny where I, I just felt so humiliated because I just looked funny in the costume. I'd not yeah, done I mean, anything. Yeah. I when we when we did uh League of the Rowing, we did the the bike challenge with me, John Barnes, Freddie and Jamie. And they're lovely. I love adore the people who work on that. But I I knew that the funniest thing would be me in fucking a cycling outfit. Because I weighed twenty three stone at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I've probably got the skinniest legs within the world of showbiz, and also the biggest gut. Yeah, we, we, like uh, our, our legs, our legs are not doing the rest of our silhouette any favours, are they? Let's, no. let's be honest. But we, people, listen, we look great. We look great. Yeah, my no, mum said no, that we no, look no, great. Not, this isn't me being down on myself. One no. of the messages, the things I get whenever I do a picture of me in shorts, I will get at least thirty to fifty people message. What about yeah. leg day? And I'm like, it's not about leg day. Number one, nobody of my size has big legs. It's like like look at Tyson Fury or any, it's an insane thing to even fucking think of. It's not the fact my legs are fucking skinny. It's the f top half of me so fucking I look like a big lollipop. Yeah. 
And look, you know, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's difficult to feel to, to to be to talk about yourself positively when you're on social media and every single time you post a photo of yourself. Yeah, but also it's insane. The, the thought of like, like I actually genuinely DM someone about this because he I put up a picture and he went, "What about leg day?" And I messaged him and said. I'm at the moment trying to get the rest of my body down to match my legs rather than to get my legs as fat as the rest of my body. That's where, yeah. where I'm at right now. Yeah. It's not my yeah. legs. My legs are actually in proportion to how the rest of, the rest of me was at that time. And, and look, I, I've lost weight, but was so grossly overweight that yeah. it was only a matter of time before my legs started trying to catch up with my, mm. and that would have been the end. Yeah. Uh, well, look, we, we wanted to be less negative about ourselves, but we spent the last two minutes going too fitted in on ourselves, and those feet are attached to legs that are arguably too skinny for our bodies. Uh, but what are you going to do? Tom? Yeah. It's about that time, my G. Can you do us the honour of taking us out? Yo, strawberries, bananas, raspberries and blueberries. The sweetness of fruit should always be savoured. But care a little thought. Care a little thought for a piece of broccoli or some cauliflower, although not full of the same flavour or the same sweetness or the same delicious nourishment, it's actually better for you. And that's the thing about life. Sometimes the people that you hang around with, the places that you go that feel the sweetest or almost the best, that they're the most enjoyable people to be around, can actually be a little bit toxic for you. They're okay in a way, the sugar for your soul that you don't need. Sometimes it's best to lean upon the people that aren't always the sweetest or aren't always the most jazzy or most fun. In fact, sometimes that they can come across, they're not much fun at all, but they're always there. They're always there for reassurance or a kind word. The point of life is sometimes with friends and family and loved ones, it's very much like the point of what you put into your body when it comes to digestive stuff. Make sure that you have a healthy diet of everything. Make sure you have people that make you smile, people that make you laugh, but also people that lend support. I like to think that everyone should have a friend. Is it look like a walking stick? Yeah, it might look like an accessory that you've got just to make yourself look like an older statesman. But in fact, a lot of the time, they're holding you up and telling you, hey, buddy, you got this. Love you guys. That's really nice. Really, really lovely stuff. Um, I'm going to, uh, select a song that, um, I actually, every now and again, I send, uh, recommendations to the swan of stuff that I like. Cause she's not a massive hip hop fan. Um, but you're but basically I, sort of pushing her into being one. No, I'm not saying that. It's just occasionally if I like find something I like, I say, tell me what you think of this. And sometimes she says she doesn't like it. Right. Which yeah. is fair enough. But this is a, this is off an album called horse by an artist called prof. And there's a song on it that's kind of got, it's got the piano sample from the Succession theme tune in it. Oh, wow. Uh, it's Prof with De Kevin, Ga Kevin Gates, oh God. It's Prof with Kevin Gates and the song's called Devil's Gate. That's why I got confused. So JT, can you play a little bit out of that out for us? Guys, you've been amazing. And by amazing, I mean silent listeners. But still, thank you for supporting us. Also, quickly, there's tickets available still for the Hammersmith show. Oh, you're in the joking. Gallery. That's not fucking sold out yet. No, there's a few left in the gallery. How do you know that? I was told. Oh my! No, not you were told, you fucking little rat. You asked. Hundred <laughs> percent, you are. Because listen, I'm on the same show as you. I have no information about how the tickets are sold, right? 
So let's not pretend that we're getting a regular fucking update on it. You've clearly asked. I, I, I'm intrigued. Right. So, yeah, there's a few left in the gallery. Okay. So apparently there's a few left in the gallery, which is something I wish I didn't know, but <laughs> now I do. So please, can you sell this fucking show out? Otherwise, what's the fucking point of doing this? Thanks, people. Love you all. Also, Thank by you, the way, you. while we're here, I'm in Southport tomorrow night, which is Thursday. Oh, my Tickets God. Tickets for that are absolutely fucking stinking. <laughs> At the moment, <laughs> I'm losing a shit ton of money by coming to Southport. <laughs> it's arguably the worst decision of my whole life. Um <laughs> So if you are in Southport um, and you fat, just, yeah, pop along. Yeah. Uh, please do pop along. I've seen the show a few times now. It is really good. But listen, full disclosure, I would have said that anyway. But I do mean it. I really hope that people at Southport can see it for its ridges. Yeah, honestly, it's genuinely, in many ways, Tom wrote the show for Southport. So it'd be a shame for the people of Southport to not come out and see it. So. I'd assume that there's no one in Southport who listens to this podcast. What I'm yeah. hoping is someone from Manchester, Liverpool, or surrounding areas travels. But then I've also got shows in Manchester and Liverpool. Um, so, so you're sort yeah. of hoping they don't travel, actually. That's the irony of it. There's an argument that you've programmed tour dates too close to each other. But listen, that's that's I'm something. Doing the programming here. That's something for Tom to discuss with his agent. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. JT will probably have to edit all of that out. Bye. Bye. Blind men want to see my vision and the comment and women want to ask permission. I'm driven. I'm getting down to business. I expect you to understand my ambition. Well, that's a sick opinion, bro. Thanks. I'm a good swimming, no chase. I need a woman that can lift up a car. Help me with an alibi when I get home from the bar. Double hard bastard, climbing out the casket. If you gotta know I'm doing great, fantastic. Eight straight jackets. Hey, that's classic. Skate right past it. Thanks for asking. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.